Like, I feel like I'm like an atheist for Jesus. Like, I'm a fan. <laughs> Welcome to Generation Parenthood, where we talk about being a millennial parent and what it's like to have young kids on this day and age. Completely honest and hopefully completely relatable. Today, we're talking about birth control, male and female, but mainly my boss's vasectomy. My name is Mikkel. Little backstory, I'm engaged, 25 years old, and a parent of a two-year-old. And today my guest is Alonzo, who is my boss. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, okay, first off, this whole sort of generation classification thing is like the ultimate in nonsense and bullshit, if, if you ask me. I just don't get it. I think people are bored. I feel like, okay, this is my controversial theory. I feel like that stuff started with boomers. Oh, it definitely started with baby boomers. Just a way to talk shit about... But they're also getting it confused with, like, this new generation from 2000 on, grouping us all together with the 80s and 90s babies, and I feel triggered. Well, I think I think boomers are generally uh, narcissists. So, like, to me, of course, they're going to talk about themselves all day and their quote-unquote generation. And how amazing it was and how we're screwing it all up when they're the ones that screwed it all up. Yeah, well, everyone has, everyone, everyone screws everything up. Like, I feel like, I feel like uh, the thing you hear people talk about millennials is, like, growing up where, like, the internet was sort of ubiquitous, right? Yeah. And cell phones were ubiquitous. I, they just, they weren't. I didn't have a cell phone until, I think I was 20 or 21, and it was just this, like, giant blocky thing. I didn't really use the internet in any meaningful way until I got to college. Anyway, so I'm from West or I lived in West Virginia for a good chunk of my formative years. So I guess I was 12 when I moved there, and I left when I was 18. And we barely had internet, like dial-up internet, you know? And so I don't know, like, I didn't have a normal sort of American 90s experience right so like I, I i know people my age right like they talk about like you know using the internet back then and like stuff like that well that really just wasn't even on my radar i don't think we got dial up in my house until my last year in west virginia about me so okay let's see um i'm peruvian originally i lived up and down the east coast until 2012 then i moved to new mexico because my wife um, got a job at UNM. In 2015, I started a company. In 2017, we merged with another company. And in 2019, we're selling the company and moving on to uh, work for one of our clients. And in 2012, also, my daughter was born. And in 2015, my twin boys were born. So I've I'm the dad of three kids. I live in a really nice property that I look forward to getting back to and spending time in all the time. When we were talking about ideas, we started talking about your vasectomy somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know, it's interesting because I feel like it's like kind of a taboo thing to talk about. I, I, don't, I don't know, like, people get uncomfortable. Um, I also don't think people know what it is exactly. 
I think people think it's a lot more gruesome. Or just like castration or something like that. Like, yeah. no, I, that's not what happened. Uh, but like, I think, yeah, people like don't, don't really understand it or whatever. I mean, basically like for me, you know, yeah, we had my daughter and then we were, let's say, I don't know, probably a lot of people can relate to this, but not exactly trying for more, but also not caring all that much. Does that make sense? 2014, end of 2014, my wife started kind of like, you know, feeling nauseous and like that thing, right? So she really, really felt nauseous, like both pregnancies, especially the first one though, really super nauseous. And I got a phone call. I can't remember if she told me to sit down or something, but she was like, so, cause, okay, I guess this is relevant also. Um, so the first time we tried, um, we had a miscarriage of, who was at eight weeks? So it wasn't, you know, it, it sucked, it was horrible, um, all that stuff. I, I know a lot of people that have gone through some crazy, crazy stuff. I, I'm not trying, I mean, it was, it was horrible, it sucked. But, um, so, you know, you know, kind of in the back of our minds, we were kind of just prepared for that too, right? Um, and so when she told me, like, when I could hear, like, that there was, like, anxiety, like, I thought, oh, well, maybe it was another miscarriage or something like that. And then she was like, um, so there's two. I was, like, just completely floored, shocked. Like, we weren't, you know, we weren't really trying. We certainly weren't trying for two, and we weren't like we didn't, you know, we weren't on drugs and that, like none of that stuff, and and it wasn't in our families. Like I don't, we don't have twins on either side of the family. It wasn't like a thing, and so that was a shock. That was a crazy shock. I think by that time I'd already also signed up to go to the boot camp, so then I was thinking about oh man, I'm gonna try and do this thing, and also like you know, you know, Katie's gonna have these twins, pregnant with these twins. And, and um, so anyway, yeah, so it was, it was definitely a crazy shock. We didn't know how to feel. Uh, I mean, we were happy but nervous and just a lot of uncertainty. And just didn't plan for three, having three kids. Like, certainly didn't plan for having three. I guess fast forward to June. You know, a lot of twins are born early. Just kind of the way it goes oftentimes. Yeah, but these were, so these were fraternal twins. They were both boys. They were doing great, and Katie was doing great, and they weren't coming, and so at 39 weeks, I guess it was, the medical team and Katie, we all agreed to get things going, um, because there wasn't really any point in <laughs> kind of waiting, um, and it, I guess maybe it could be dangerous. So we had actually the ability to choose their birthday, roughly. I mean, you, you know, you never know how these things go, but... Um, so it was right around my birthday and it was my birthday and also my mother-in-law's birthday. And so, um, they were born June the 22nd. So all four of us have the same birthday. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. The thing I always say now is that, um, I don't have a birthday anymore. I stopped having birthdays, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. Um, honestly, I've never been a big fan and so... It's all about them now, which is great. Yeah, and I remember, um, I remember being be the days before. Like, so my daughter, when she was born, she was born with pneumonia. 
Um, she was in the NICU for a week. It was real, like, touch and go. She was, like, I think on oxygen for, like, three weeks. Fortunately, everything worked out, but it was a really intense thing, you know? And, um, you know, I was definitely freaked out by everything, and uh, it was really just... It was intense, and so I was, like, I remember Katie was, like, really excited because she was excited to have these, like, two babies, like, out of her, you know, body. I mean, it's just, they're, like, super heavy, and it was, the whole thing was intense, right? But, um, like, I, it was like I was going to, like, the, what is it, the Gallows Pole or whatever. I was just, like, on my, walking the Green Mile. Like, that day before, I remember I was just, like, Oh no! What you know? I was just like anticipating every like possible thing that could go wrong. It went so well, like like they you know give her like the drugs to like induce, and then she got to a certain point, and they took her back. Out came the first guy. She wasn't really in pain. Half an hour later, out came the second guy. They were both fine, and then we actually left the next day. Which, with twins, I guess, is also very unusual. So it really couldn't have gone better, right, uh, than it did. But I was just, like, so worried. Anyway, so that was about two months after I'd started a business, which was just insane. I don't know what I was thinking. And then, um, so anyway, so then kind of, like, in the next couple weeks after that, we were talking, and we said, okay... Um, we definitely don't want another one. I think we're good at three, you know? And so, yeah, so we got it scheduled. And um, then, yeah, I think it was in October, I want to say, or November. You know, I did some reading, I guess, ahead of time just to kind of understand what I was, like, getting into. And, like, you know, like, you know, just reading it was, like, a 20-minute procedure. And you just in and out, and, and that's it. It's like no general anesthesia, just local, that was it. I don't feel like I need to go into gory details. You can probably just look that up online. But anyway, like, point is, like, they did it, and um, it wasn't fun. It hurt, but um, it was fine. Then I went home, and, yeah, I just took three days off. I played a bunch of video games. I hung out with my daughter, just played video games kind of hobbled around. It felt like getting kicked in the balls, basically. That's the only way I can put it. Um, like, for, like, three days. Well, not, like, continuously, but, like, it's, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain this to, like, to, like not a guy. But, like, if you get kicked in the balls super hard, like, it just kind of hurts for a while. Just for a while. Um, so that that was basically it. It just kind of hurt for a while. Okay. And, and yeah, that was it. I think I had to send, like, a sample just to make sure because apparently, like, it can happen where, like, they can reconnect, you know? Just by themselves? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, you know, um, what's that line from Jurassic Park? Um, you know, life finds a way or something. Oh, yeah. Some nonsense like that. I don't know. Anyway, but point is, um, yeah, so I think I had to do that, and then after that, that was it. It was actually nothing. It really was, like, three days of, like, not feeling great, and that was it. Hasn't affected anything else. I don't even think about it. And I don't understand why there's not a taboo or anything. Or why there is a taboo, sorry. 
think it's because in movies and TV shows, they overly dramatize it. Because, you know, people can't do their own research for some reason, and they think that's how it is for real. Like, if you look at a birth in a movie or TV show, that's not how it really is. Yeah. I think I that's the I... problem. Oh, you know one thing else, one other thing I remember. Like, before the procedure, the guy that was doing it was like, you know, I just want you to understand, like, you're not any less of a man if you do this stuff or it doesn't affect your manhood and I was like you know like do people really think that it affects your manhood or like makes you less of a man like really is that a thing and so I was kind of confused by that I was just like a real concern I explained the I explained to the guy I was like yeah don't it's fine I, I get it I know what this is but like yeah you know like it was just like very I don't know it was very weird to think that people think that, think that, you know, seems odd. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that was that. It wasn't that memorable. I've talked to some guys about it where they've just been like, you know, I'd never do that or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, like, you want to have more kids? And, like, I feel like with guys, like, sometimes, like, they, like, I don't know what, it's like they're kind of, like, planning for, like, the second family or something. <laughs> like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. like, like you're obviously not going to have any more kids with this person, right? So, like, what is it that you're trying to hold on to exactly? Like, the off chance or the chance that, like, you're going to start a second franchise, like, somewhere else? It just seems odd. It just seems odd. Um, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, I just don't tie, like, manhood to, like, being able to reproduce. Like, I know so many dumbasses and just, like, yeah, I know a lot of people have been able to reproduce. I don't think that's a marker of it, just about anything. Is it expensive? I mean, I don't know. I had insurance, mm. so I don't really know. I don't think so. I can't, I mean, it's so fast. I can't imagine it being a lot. No, I don't but think it is. I mean, I guess there's risks, but... Healthcare, you never know. I don't know. I don't think it's that expensive. Or, I mean, I don't know. It depends. I, you know, Katie, we have... We have Katie's um, very nice university healthcare plan, so I, I actually don't really know too much about it. Should I talk about other male contraceptives? <laughs> like, should, should I talk about that stuff? Yeah, sure, because there's that whole thing about male birth control, like the pill that women have to take and how yeah. how the men couldn't handle it. I'd rather something more permanent than, like, having to take a pill all the time, for sure. I mean, it's just an annoyance. And, and like, the vasectomy can be reversed, but it's, like, complicated. It's, like, not a for sure thing. So, I mean, I, all those things I'm aware of, just on a convenience level, I, don't, I wouldn't want to take a pill if that was, like, a thing. Yeah, plus um, it messes with your hormones, and it's very specific. I don't know how the birth, the men birth control was, but for women, you have to take it at the same time every day, or it's ineffective. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like, that sucks. Sounds like it sucks. Um, I don't think, I think Katie took that for a time, but like, just for a time. Because I actually started taking birth control in middle school, but not for, you know, sex or anything. It was for cramps. Because I would get them so bad, I would, like, pass out. Wow. So I had to take them to calm them down. Um, but when I, I stopped taking them, and then I started taking them again when I was older. And I am so bad, even if I have, a, like, a reminder to do the same thing every day, the same time. I was like, it's not worth it. It's just not going to work. So I just stopped taking it probably after that first month. And then, wait, when was that? 
I don't know, probably like 19. Okay. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, you know, it comes to that stuff, like, you know, like I would use condoms and stuff like that, but I, I, I don't know, like basically since I started dating Katie, like we, between like the pill and like just whatever, pulling out or <laughs> whatever, that stuff, like, I mean, we didn't really, like, I don't know. I've never liked uh, condoms or anything like that. It's just, but but again, I don't know. This is probably gonna come off as like just like some privileged ass shit. I don't know. I thought we were always pretty careful, and um, also like, I, I guess I just don't feel like feel like it wouldn't have been a big deal if we would have had kids before earlier. Like after a certain number of years, like you just know each other really well and. You know, I can remember when we got married, I think we got married not because we wanted to, like, not because anything in our relationship was really changing all that much, but I think it was more just to have a big party and, <laughs> like, you know, that sort of thing. We waited, I think we tried, like, a year after and we had the miscarriage, and then, and then we tried another year or two after that. And then we had Josie. I don't have, like, really strong opinions about that stuff. I mean, beyond, like, like I've heard women, like, sort of complain about dudes, like, or having to sort of hold the bag on that stuff, like, on contraception, <laughs> because guys won't. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's probably fair. I, I don't, but I don't have the answers. <laughs> I mean, I don't have the answers except for, like, get a vasectomy. That's the only answer I have. And, like, once we knew that that was it for us and children, then then that's what we did, you know? Yeah, it's funny because Jacques, my fiancé, and I actually want three kids and no more after that. So either, you know, him getting a vasectomy or me getting my tubes tied, like, I, I don't want to... I mean, we're still young, so it wouldn't be a problem if we had kids later, but we just, we, we think three is a good number. That means five, that five family members. That's, that's a big family. Whoops, just going to interrupt myself here for a second and talk to you about today's sponsor, 11 Online. Your business belongs online. The other guys, they only go to 10. At 11 Online, we're all about taking it to 11. Check out 11online.us. So I actually have like uh, some questions. Okay, go for it. Okay, so these are kind of just like all over the place and just kind of random. Did you ever think about adopting? Like, would you ever adopt? Oh, uh, yeah, I thought about that. Um, you know, when we had the like miscarriage, of, you know, before we had Josephine, we thought maybe this is something that was going to happen more often than not. You, you just never know these things, right? So, yeah, we had talked about it. I think I think it's noble, and I think I, I, I'm very supportive. At this stage, like, at this stage, I'm good. And I don't, I'm not necessarily tied to my genetics in any meaningful way. Um, I mean, I used to joke all the time, it's, you know, adopt and like spare the world but you know at the same time like I also know what the rest of the world is like 
All right, next question. Do you think it's right to reprimand someone else's child when they're not? I don't know about whether it's right or wrong. I just... Uh, would I you w- do it? No, I wouldn't do it. No. Unless they were about to hurt themselves or something like that. Like, I wouldn't do it, no. I would uh, I would just keep it moving. Part of that is, like, to spare the parents, like, some shame and humiliation. All right, so... Being how today is all digital, when is a good age to give your kids a phone? Hopefully by the time they get older, like, phones won't even be a thing. So, not any time soon. I'm going to do whatever I can to spare them of that nonsense as long as I can. Um, so, I don't know. 18? 18? Le- legal, le- legal age of consent? I don't know. <laughs> I'll get them a laptop before I get them a fucking phone. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I'd get them a laptop way before. So, I know you didn't go to school here, Uh so you don't know, you know, the whole joke about you went to APS, so you don't know stuff (laughs) Uh, because it's not the best. So, what do you think about public versus private school? Yeah, so I am a little bit familiar with APS from the standpoint of Jay went to West Mesa, Jacob went to West Mesa. And, like, everyone, like, I guess jokes or whatever about, like, West Mesa is, like, the worst school, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I think West Mesa produced at least a couple of interesting, smart guys. But um, I went to public school my whole life, with the exception of a few places in Miami. Public school didn't do very much for me. And... Um, especially in high school, like the learning that I did meaningfully, I did on my own. And that hurt me because when I went to college, like, it was like, oh, wait, I can't just like kind of read on my own. Like, I have to read what they're telling me to read and I have to write about what they're telling me to write. Even if it was like way more interesting, it like, I just never developed like the sort of skills, at least initially to invest a ton of time and pay attention to what someone else wanted me to do. But I went to a poor public high school in the hills in West Virginia. So like, I, you know, so there's that. Um, all three of my kids go to a Montessori in Corrales in the town I live in. They all like it a lot. That's why I'm going to keep them in there as long as I can keep them in there. It's not cheap. In general, I'm very supportive of public schools. I'm happy to pay more taxes so that they're better. I don't think what we have with APS is a funding problem, actually. I think what we have is a gross mismanagement problem. Like in general, I'm supportive of teachers making more money, better teachers, better programs, alternative programs, magnet schools, all that stuff, better special ed, all that stuff I'm super supportive of. I'm happy to write a check, all that stuff. but. I'm not going to, if, like, they, they live in a place where they have a choice, and um, I'm not going to send them to a shit school with, you know, a, a shitty education. Just not going to do it. And, you know, if we have a visionary leader that's going to completely change APS and completely change, like, the way things go, I'm, I, I would be happy to take my money out of there and put it in taxes and, you know, like, and, and send my kids to public school. But I can't do that right now. I just can't. It's unfair. It's, like, totally unfair to them, like, to put them in a situation where I know they're going to hate it. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, classic uh, limousine liberal, right? 
uh, right? Send, send my kids to private school and talk about how great public school. I, I know public school sucks. I am 100% aware. In theory, it should be great. It should be the thing we invest so much money in. Yeah. Um, but we don't, and because, you know, because we're stupid. But, and, and there's, I can't make that, I can't, I can't change that by sending my kids to public school. Like, that's not something I can, I can change that by voting for people. But I can't change that by sending my kids to public school. So, I'm not. I loved school in elementary school, and then I got to middle school, and that's where it started to go bad. I think I associated school with, like, pain because I was bullied so bad. Because I went to the school that where kids were expelled, they went to my school. Everyone was shit. So, um, sixth grade was okay, and then seventh grade got bad, and eighth grade got really bad. So, uh, when I actually went to high school, I went to a charter school. So, that was very different, because everything is done on a computer. There's no classrooms. You sit in a big room with, like, a hundred computers. What was the charter school? Southwest Secondary Learning Center. In my three years, I think it took one year of math. And I just, I wasn't at an 11th grade level in some areas. And I was like, I'll go to a public school and, like, catch up. No, I would have had to do another year because I would have had to do those three math classes plus all my other credits. So I ended up dropping out and getting my GED because I, I had no friends and just school, I hated school. So I just got my GED. Next semester, went to CNM. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I never... Uh, I always did well in high school, like, grades-wise. When I got to school, I would do the work for first period. Then the first period, I would do the work for second period, and mm. et cetera, et cetera. Like, I just didn't care at all. Like, I did the minimum, and they gave me an A, right? <laughs> so it was like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it was very whatever to me. I just did the minimum to get through. And it did not, yeah, it, it hurt me tremendously when I went to college because, yeah, just the expectations are completely different. And also kind of made me think that I was a lot smarter than I was, which was not helpful either. Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, all that, do you tell the truth or do you play um, into the magic? Uh, yeah, my wife is super into that with them. Let's just say that I don't lie. That's about it. You know, I never, my parents never really like bullshitting me about that stuff in Peru like like that's not a thing right like this whole like elaborate thing yeah um so I never really grew up with that exactly Easter Bunny or any of that shit um but but with the kids like but Katie likes that stuff and like so with the kids like she talks about that stuff with them but like for example Josephine's asked me like how can Santa Claus, like, go to all these different, you know, like, houses, like, at once, at night, how does he know, and blah, 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 and I was like, I was like, well, that seems like it's impossible, right? She's like, yeah. I was like, well, like, that's the sort of things I'll say, like, you know, I'm not gonna be that guy, like, I'm not an asshole, I'm not gonna lie to my kids about that stuff, I don't got time for Santa Claus, I like Jesus. Like, I don't know, it's like, you know, it's like, have you heard of the Jews for Jesus? The what? Jews for Jesus. It's like a thing. Uh-uh. Yeah. Anyway, like, I feel like I'm like an atheist for Jesus. 
Like, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, about Santa Claus real quick. I remember, I think I was five years old, and you know how, I don't know if the news still does this, but they did a Santa tracker, and they showed Santa flying over a country or whatever. I was five years old, and I was watching the TV, and I was like, this is bullshit. This, this isn't real. Yeah. And But it's really weird. Okay, so... I remember one time I woke up in the middle of the night and I came out of my room. I think it was around this same age. And for some reason, I looked in the living room. It was Christmas Eve morning. It was in the middle of the night and, you know, half asleep. And I looked over at the tree and I saw a person there. And I was like, oh, my God, there's someone in our house. So I ran to my mom's room Mm -hmm. just to see if it was her. She was asleep in her bed. I remember a big red coat, white hair, and I I did not, like, have an active imagination like that, like, imaginary friends and all that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wait, what the hell was that? I was, like, five, six years old, and I saw that, and I was like, Santa's not real, so what was that? I don't imagine stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I still remember it, and I still, it's, it's, like, really fuzzy, but, yeah, I, th- I always thought that was really weird. Well, maybe Santa's real. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so one last weird question. Mm-hmm. Let's get weird. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Your opinion about having sex while your baby's in the room, like a baby. Mm. I don't care. Yeah, they don't know. They, they don't know what you're doing. They're like months old. They're asleep or whatever. Like they don't know. They're not gonna remember. I don't think that that. I don't care. I think that's some some weird sort of gringo thing. So I'm just uh, gonna ascribe that to some sort of weird. It's a weird gringo thing. Well, yeah, just like anytime there's something some sort of weird like, like sexual conservatism about this or that or whatever. Like I just it's it's like, like when I go to Peru, I'm the gringo. Okay, I get that. I understand. And, but there's just a lot of things that have just never made sense to me, and they will never make sense to me. <laughs> there's a very famous, well, not very famous, I mean, in some circles, but there's a movie called Antichrist. It's a Lars von Trier movie. It came out, like, maybe 10 years ago. And the very beginning of the movie, there's a scene where, at the very, very beginning of the movie, this, this couple, I think it's Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsbourg, they're having sex, and there's a baby in the their baby's in a crib and the baby gets out of the crib and then falls out a window oh. while they're having sex. Oh. Right? So this is, I think, the maybe sublimated like sort of fear that people have around this specifically. It's like a good, it, it, it kind of describes that fear like in the most unsubtle way <laughs> possible. Um, I don't live with that fear. I, I don't know that I would recommend watching that movie. It's pretty intense. But yeah, I'm reading the description of it. It's pretty intense, but I, I it made me think of that. That's like the worst case scenario, right? That's the fear. I mean, right? Yeah. Is that you're selfishly so self-involved, right? That you're ignoring your progeny and then they die. They hurt themselves and die. Uh, yeah, that's that's the right. That's the fear. Extreme case. But, but but isn't that like the sublimated fear in that like question, right? It's like. Like or is it that like you're you're I, mentally damaging them? I think it's the whole mentally damaging them, like you're gonna scar them. 
But they're well, not going to remember. But it's the same thing, right? Like, it's like you're either you're going to scar them like through neglect, or you're going to scar them through what? Like exposing you, exposing, like, what two human beings being sexual, which is yeah. like completely and totally normal and boring. People elevate sex in such a way, and it's crazy to me because, like, like, yeah. like, dude, it's like, it's like the least unique thing. You're not going to scar your kids by with sex. You know, at some point, your kids are probably going to have sex. And sex yeah. is like a completely normal thing. I don't know. What, what, what's wrong with these fucking gringos? See, America, that could be your quote. <laughs> what's wrong with these fucking gringos? America was founded by prudes. All right. I guess it's about that time. It's over. I know. I'm sad too. Don't worry, there'll be more. And I would also really appreciate it if you would check out my Instagram, Generation Parenthood. I know there's not really anything now, but there will be. Thank you so much for listening.